0: Hello, I'm Jason Ball, and this is Friends with Friends, the podcast where we discuss all 236 episodes of Friends, one at a time. Jackie and Vanessa are here. Hi,
1: I'm Jackie. I'm the Ultimate
2: Friends fan. And I'm becoming one. Yes, I am becoming one, and I'm learning so much. I mean, I just learned that whole reference to a lobster, so that's exciting.
0: (laughs) I love that, too. All right, this is uh, the 43rd episode, the one where Eddie won't go. Uh, Season 2, episode 19, premiered on March 28th, 1996, to 31.2 million viewers. I really liked this episode. I thought it was very fun. So, Jackie, tell us what happened.
1: Yes. So, Eddie's creepiness and intensity reaches a new level with Chandler. Joey realizes he has to give up a certain lifestyle. And the ladies read an empowering women's book called "Be Your Own Windkeeper," which the comedy comes from the ladies in this episode, and I absolutely loved it.
0: <laughs> I time. thought it was hilarious. I think this show is this episode is mistitled. though. It should have been the one with the windkeeper.
1: Or yes. Something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the one with the windkeeper. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. And I find it interesting too that they actually have like a women empowerment episode after the last episode when we kind of like saw Monica and Ra- Rachel have to like downplay themselves in order to, you know, like tell their significant other certain things, you know? So I found that kind of like yin yang, like, you know, why, like this woman empowerment episode versus that episode, last episode, uh-huh. but it was hilarious.
0: It was good. I, I, you're right. And particularly when the last episode, when the women have had more partners than the men.
1: Yes. Yeah. So It's, it's you
0: know, very interesting and and hilarious and you know and they do it in a funny way and also show the dark side of the that sort of (laughs) of scenario too so yeah uh are you guys your own wind keepers
2: i I would say so i definitely try to stand up for myself when i can um yeah but there are times where i feel like oh i could have stood up yeah I guess in a workplace setting, I feel like I need to learn mm-hmm. how to do
0: that. Yeah, well, I, I think these books are interesting because we're, I, I do feel like we're at a point in history where you talk know, about the workplace. I mean, we have to remember that women in the workplace are still relatively new, and I'm mm-hmm. not making excuses for any of that. But you know, in the nineties. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, our grandmothers didn't work, most of our grandmothers didn't yeah. work in you know places like that, so it's our mothers were the first ones who really were in that and you know the things that they had to put up with and deal with is ridiculous, and you know it's so. Yeah. It, It is an evolution, and we're growing. That's why the you know books like this, even though they make it kind of a funny thing about stealing their wind and the the lightning bearer stealing (laughs) the wind
1: and all that.
0: You know, it's part of our culture. It's part of you know who we are as as an evolving uh, evolving society. So again, they're bringing topical issues in and making them. Make relevant in a in a fun
1: way for a sitcom. So when did itself self-help books start hitting the bookshelves? Like
2: in the 90s, do you, would you say? Oh, no,
1: they've been around for a
0: long time, but they got really popular then.
2: Wasn't it the chicken soup series really good? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. good. I had one, only because I kept hearing about it. So I was like, Mom, can I get this? And I think I had it for like the kid soul or teenage soul uh-huh. or something yes. like that.
0: But I like a- those. The power of positive thinking was probably the first one that came out in like the 60s or 70s but
1: yeah so i love marianne williamson's return to love and that was written in the 90s and i only read it like in the last year and i it, it affected my life and i remember reading it and just like totally switched the way i lived my life um and it had me deep you know delve deep more into my faith and then six months later, I met her at Project Angel Food, and I'm like, okay, okay, I get, I get it now. I like, it's just so weird how life does that whole circle thing when you know you open up your eyes to a certain perspective and a certain way of life, and then you meet the author six months later. I thought it yeah. was pretty cool. So, I mean, she um, was amazing. Yeah. If yeah. Try, I literally cry every time I talk to her. Yeah. And she's such a force. She's mm-hmm. like, she grabbed my hand as she like said, you know, cause she was running for president at that time. And she was like, let's change this world together. And I just looked at her in her eyes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> 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 oh, wow, she's such a force. So that was written in 92, 93 or in the nineties as well. And I find it still extremely relevant today. So Maybe they could have read a book like that as well,
0: the ladies. Uh-huh. The Windkeeper. What's it called? The Power of the Windkeeper? Be oh, your, your Own
2: beekeeper. Wind be <laughs> at first I kept saying, like, I at first when I heard it, I thought it said, Be Your Own Beekeeper. And I was like, oh, Jason's a beekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And then I was like, wait, that doesn't sound right when they kept talking, so I had to rewind it to get the name again.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I love how uh, Ross ends up reading the book, too, and he's like, oh, well, okay, so – monica and uh, phoebe reads the book and gives it to monica monica loves it and can't you know loves it and gives it to um, Rachel and rachel loves it and then rachel obviously gives it to ross who's like i don't get it
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, when They were in the coffee house and he was like hey rachel it's time to go and she's like she's like no, no. <laughs> I don't want to go. Why do we always have to do everything on your timetable? and, and then they- he's like doesn't understand what's happening. <laughs> right, and they're
0: going to the movie, is like, it's the
1: movie. side. You
2: know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Rachel, I mean, Phoebe oh. and Monica are cheering her on. You go, girl.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. actually one
0: of my favorite lines of this, when Monica goes, you go, girl. And then yeah. she goes, I can't pull that off, can I? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh,
1: funny. I like when Rachel and telling Ross are like, how do you expect me to grow if you won't let me blow? And then Ross's face afterwards.
2: (laughs) That was hilarious. But it was
1: fun. It
2: was an LOL moment. Yeah, but it was funny too, because when Ross was talking about the book to Joey, Joey goes, see, that's why I don't date women who read.
0: Those are my three favorite lines. But the the Rachel's line about uh, how can I grow if you won't let me blow? That literally was a showstopper. The audience went nuts. You could hear uh, this real laughter, and they literally had to, like, pause because the laugh yeah. was so loud. You know, still, like, they had those showstopper moments that often yeah. real. And then, but of course,
1: it's like, to keep a straight face, too, with uh, David Schrobert, just be like, well, like, keeping the straight face, and Ross being like, you know, I don't mind that.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah. But it was kind of like one of those jokes that would pass you by unless you, like, re- like, it didn't, you didn't know what they were talking about. Yeah. It yeah. was pretty good. It was funny.
1: Yeah.
0: Delivery is important. Writing yeah. a good line is important, but executing a good line is important.
1: Yeah. Executing yeah. and then the reaction, just, that was just so, I still, when I watch this episode, I've seen it so many times. I still laugh out loud every time I hear that line.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then it was funny when the uh, girls were sitting down and I guess they were doing a quiz in the book. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then um, it was revealed that Phoebe actually, you know, hooked up with one of Monica's ex-boyfriends an hour after they broke up. I and know. I felt so bad for, not bad, but I guess I was just like, Phoebe, how could you, you know? Yeah. It wouldn't, be, so
1: something expect. Yes, it wouldn't yeah. be something that she would do, but they kind of just leave it at that. And everybody slams their door and goes in their separate and then she slams the jewelry box. So. The jewelry
2: box. Yeah. And I, I thought that seems
1: pretty For Phoebe, when a relationship's
0: over, it's over.
2: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: she doesn't linger on it she doesn't move on it so maybe she thought the same thing for Monica but I love the two questions that they talked about has a lightning bear ever uh, stolen your wind a (laughs) lightning
1: they're like yeah oh man and that was funny
0: have you ever betrayed another goddess nope (laughs) women can be mean to each other
1: Yeah, yeah yeah And it, it's a women empowering book, and then it turns the women against each other, but then they come back to each other at the end. So
2: Yeah. She does. Rachel gives them the ca- the cake and then she's like, Okay, are we good now? I have to go return this cake. <laughs> Take it out my paycheck. Exactly.
0: I did like it. It was Rachel the one that brought them back together too. After yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a nice evolution of her character too, because she is becoming Less selfish. Remember, she was very selfish in the beginning. So mm-hmm. she's starting to appreciate other people and to, you know, to, to, be less selfish
1: and to you know, evolve and grow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like her. Mm-hmm. I like her more and more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does. She does evolve and grow. And I just like that the comedy was all from the females mostly at this point. So in this episode, so I thought their whole storyline, the whole you know comedic moments were mostly from them. And that the men have no clothes.
0: idea.
2: <laughs> but no offense, Jason, but when do men ever have like an idea? <laughs> it's true. Women can be enigmatic. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's like, uh, I've always thought like men are just simple minded and we kind of like women kind of are just more in in depth with our thoughts and men are just like, okay, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But that's generalization, yeah, say,
0: so, you know. I would say it, as, as a generalization, Yeah, it are less complicated.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, as a generalization. There are exceptions, of course, to the rule or the generalizations, but yes.
2: We just have so many layers to uncover. I know.
1: <laughs> very, very complex creatures yes. in
0: good ways. And, you in
2: good know. ways. <laughs> yes.
0: Evolve our society in a positive way.
2: Yeah. And how we learn to, to be our own winkeepers. Yes. Yeah. Your own
1: goddesses.
0: Yes. You probably your own win keepers, are you?
1: I would say I am. Yeah. Yeah, I
2: I would you like are, to say Vanessa. so. Yeah.
1: Yes, you are. <laughs> yes.
0: I love it. Millennial women.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Crazy Eddie. Crazy Eddie.
2: And Joey's sadness. <laughs> and Joey's sadness, yeah.
0: All right, we'll be
1: right back. Okay, it's time to commit.
0: All right, we are back talking about episode 19 of season two, the one where Eddie won't go, and Eddie is a – it's a worst nightmare. I think anybody who's had a crazy roommate or worries about having a crazy roommate, Eddie is the the, uh, role model for that. The opening scene where Eddie is sitting there watching Chandler sleep is just too creepy.
1: I mean, that's everybody's nightmare. You know, I live alone and I'm always just like, there's, if somebody watching me or anything like that, you know, it doesn't always cross my mind, but it's like when it, there's a dark corner over there and I, if I watch scary movies, I'm like, who's over there in that dark corner, even though nobody's there because I, we
2: have one door. <laughs> well, even me, like when I'm home alone sometimes and yeah. I, it's dark, and I'm like, like ah. kind of same thing, like, but then I will say, when I was younger, I was, I was really afraid of the dark. I slept in my sister's room. I tried oh. to sleep in my sister's room <laughs> up until I was, like, eight or nine, and oh. she would always, like, try to kick me out. I, like, even moved in my stuffed animals.
1: I don't like the dark. I, I lost friends every night, so.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's creepy having somebody you don't trust living in your, living. In your same places. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, my goodness.
0: And then you realize how crazy he is when he's like, no, I want to hear it from your lips. What did you just hear it from? Yeah. <laughs> get out.
1: Get out. Get out. And he <sighs> tells him that multiple times throughout the episode. Get out. Get out. And then he's, all right, I'll be gone after work. And then he comes home from work. And then he's dehydrating fruit. And then I'm just like. Like oh, it never happened. Like it never happened.
2: But it's like so random. Like who dehi- like hydrates? Yeah. like. <laughs>
0: Uh, I, don't, I, don't I think know. that's the funny part about the, I mean, that's what I think they did a great job of creating Eddie is because it's all this outlandish craziness it's
2: like random the old
0: <laughs> fish, the, then the Pepperidge Farm goldfish <laughs> and <laughs> the real goldfish and yeah. the sleeping with the girlfriend and the dehydrating fruit and it's it's hilarious uh-huh. yeah. and scary <laughs> Like, single white female, remember that movie?
1: Yes. <laughs> what was that movie? Single white, white
0: female where the roommate like tries to take over our identity and stalks her and
2: uh, I have to watch that one. I haven't seen it. It was crazy. Uh,
0: crazy mm-hmm. roommate stories are you know huge. Mm-hmm.
2: <sighs> one thing I did notice, like at the end though, this goes to the fashion in the show where our- uh chandler and eddie were talking in the cafe and uh chandler had a huge oversized trench coat did anyone notice that oh no i didn't
1: i was just paying attention to the mannequin head oh yeah eddie was that, was, that
2: was weird that yeah. was really weird. <laughs> <Another> <laughs> weird
0: it was definitely weird and uh, all these clothes it, it seems to have gotten worse with the men's fashion they're all oversized everything they're wearing is oversized that <laughs> yeah. sweater the jacket or shirt that joey's wearing at the end is like that's a triple x
2: <laughs> yeah were your clothes oversized
0: so i was thinking about this and baggy was definitely in fashion mm-hmm. in, for men's clothes but i don't remember it really being that big but oversized kind of baggy was in fact even the jeans were oversized and baggy which is just awful
1: <laughs> i remember those jeans the jinko jeans that were like huge <laughs> i
0: think that <laughs> was like, I was like oh, baggier
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. Eddie is just another level here. You notice
0: too, that that uh, Chandler's bedroom, I think, is a different bedroom than he had last season. Remember when he was hooking up with the girl in the last episode, last season? This bedroom looked much smaller and didn't have anything like on the walls. So I think it was a different set. Oh,
1: yeah. Ah. Oh, yeah. Well, they moved to stage 24 in this set. So uh, okay. um, season two. So they probably moved stuff around and mm-hmm. keep the continuity of it, I would imagine. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, and then poor Joey. Actually, Ross, Ross and Joey have the conversation about his Joey's run up this huge credit card bill. As you know, we all did at some point when we got our first job. We kind of overdid it and bought mm-hmm. things. And you know, then Ross, who's very pragmatic and very you know organized, tries to counsel him a little bit on it and tells him to go out for the the role as the cab driver and Joey's like, no, it's beneath me. I have to do that. I, I was Dr. Drake Ramore. I need something better than that. Something better will come along. And so it's, you feel bad for poor Joey. He's, yeah. He had his first, his biggest success and his biggest failure right here in this you
2: know short time. Yeah. I mean, his credit card bill was insane. He spent 3,500 at porcelain safari, <laughs> 1,100 at I love the suit, a toilet, toilet paper, uh, reference to I Love Lucy there, yeah. and twenty three hundred. Uh, isn't it chromatic? <laughs> like, I don't know. That's he should have just listened to Ross in the beginning. Yes yeah. yeah. I
0: mean, he really but, moved out, but he yeah. needed to do that to learn that he. It's not about the big apartment and the, all the expenses. About his friends, right
2: thing. Yeah. Luckily, we see Estelle. And she has a new role, and like you said, was beneath him. But he did it anyway, and he screwed it up.
1: Yeah,
0: but how funny is Estelle and her hidden oh. cigarettes? Yeah, she's got cigarettes hidden in everything. It's and,
1: funny. <laughs> was it like inside a doll or something? Like yeah.
0: she took the head off. Yeah, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> so random. time it was in the the like the straw holder. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Another
0: uh, another recurring character that is played for played to the hilt for you know for the comedy and the the Mm -hmm. absurdity of it, which is hilarious all the way around. Mm -hmm. And then Joy does go for the audition and totally screws it up.
1: Yeah,
0: he he finally even realizes it.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, he he realizes. I mean, you think like after you know a big role on days of our lives they to get more roles and we've heard that from people in hollywood you know after they win an oscar other roles haven't come along you know so it is a real thing in the industry where you get this major major job and then what happens after it ends you know you have to keep trying but you think it, things are just going to come along and they don't and i like how that joey's storyline showed that
0: well and that that soap world i feel like it's pretty small and they all know each other and it's kind of like the tv yeah. news series. everybody yeah. once you've once you've made a mistake somewhere else you're kind of uh you your know,
1: reputation
0: you don't do yeah. a your reputation precedes you you don't really get another shot
1: yes exactly that's why you never burn bridges in the industry and that's why you treat everybody with kindness in the industry because Everybody knows you.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Treat everybody the same and with respect. And that goes from the the writers all the way up to
1: (laughs) (laughs) your boss. Totally. Totally. And I like how, you know, it brings it back around. You know, he really does want to live with Chandler. He has to live with Chandler, but it means more to him to live with him now. You know, now that they've lived apart. So comes back full circle. He returns everything. And then he moved back in with Chandler.
0: Just yeah. like it never happened.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but also, it seemed like in this episode, so in the previous episodes, we talked about Ross and how he's immature in his relationship. But I feel like when it comes to his confidence in himself and as an adult, he is very confident in that. Yeah. And he gives yeah. really good advice to Joey. And he yeah. even buys the dog, the big dog that we see. Pat the dog. You know, he buys it <laughs> back for him as a kind of like, okay, so you can remember this time in your life. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah,
0: you're right in some ways he is very he is more mature than the others in some ways but then in his relationship he's kind of yeah stunted a little bit
1: yeah and he tells joey that too he's pragmatic and he looks up to joey because he never never knows where his next paycheck is coming so yeah which ways are you guys um i'm very i i'm very I'm very Ross in that sense. Like I need to know where my next paycheck is coming. I mean, you always have money saved up just mm-hmm. in case, but you know, like I, even like now if something were to happen, I have a plan for the next, you know, like, so I'm, I'm more like Ross in that sense.
2: Yeah. Same. Definitely. <laughs> that's,
0: good. that's good. That's really good. I think that's uh a millennial trait. One of the you know more positive traits of millennials about, I, I, I know it's cause you know, Economic, remember the 90s, it was an economic heyday. I mean, people mm-hmm. were, you know, unemployment was super low. There were yeah. jobs to be had when you got out of college. So it was a,
1: you know, it was different. Yeah. I feel like us millennials have been through a lot in our lifetime. <laughs> For yeah. this short lifetime that we have lived in, I feel like we've been through, we've seen a lot from growing up to becoming adults and the pandemic now and you know, experiencing nine eleven as teenagers, you know, and all that is just it's just it's a lot. So I think that carries on through the way we live our life as well. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. That's one of the things i respect about you guys
2: oh thank, oh, thank you. you usually people tell us all we do is the avocado and... i know avocado. <laughs> i mean avocado.
0: i'm in trouble for saying this but it's the boomers who are the ones who really messed everything up <laughs> they're fish and they won't let go now
2: <laughs> but i think it's
1: also like the younger like me and vanessa we're on like the up scale the the not upscale, but yeah the yeah, older. You're, yeah you're yeah.
0: the the older part of the,
1: the account. Yeah. Cause there is definitely a difference between me and Vanessa who are in our thirties to the like beginning of millennials who are like 23, 24. There's mm-hmm. huge difference.
0: So, yeah. but, but I'm um, generation X and we, we literally feel like we're the left out generation cause there aren't as many of us. There's all these boomers. There's a huge group of boomers and there's a huge group of, uh, of millennials. And that's just us in the middle <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay now we're the elder statesman
1: yeah <laughs> and i like how back to the episode you know being pragmatic and he moves back in and then the way they get rid of eddie was just like it was
2: so weird it was also random how could like anyone fall for that thinking that he has the wrong apartment
0: well that's when you they fight crazy with crazy. Just yeah. like they did with yeah. the Brooke Shields character.
1: Yeah, fight crazy with crazy. That's true. Oh, I didn't yeah. even think about because they it's Joey or cause Eddie when he had the mannequin head, he says, Oh, me and Chandler went to Vegas and he All went right. big. You know, I'm like, and then I think that's when they realize, okay, we gotta come up with an idea to like fight right. crazy with crazy, like you said. Yeah. Just
0: like they did with Brooke Shields.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's funny, send,
0: but send her off. Yep, but it was hilarious when he opened the door and Joey is there and turns around in, in, the, yeah.
1: in the recliner, yeah, like, it, like he lived there the whole time. It was such a like, a woo! we won, he's back, and everybody clapping. It's like, hello, yes. I'm back, like it was such a big comeback, you know. Yeah.
0: That was a great little story arc, I have yeah. to say, with Joey moving out. And then moving back in, like, and now mm-hmm. it's like it never happened. Like it never, you know, it never happened. But a lot, a lot happened in those three episodes, and we learned a lot about Chandler and Joey. Yeah,
1: yeah. and now they're back and playing foosball and, and I
0: seeing be- each other, and it's such a bromance. Yes, I
1: know.
2: yeah. So hopefully, Joey's saving all of his money. Yeah. Yeah. But- yeah you'll see <laughs> oh no but i do think it's
0: i i love this relationship with the two of them because it's it's important to see straight men be friends yes yes. and,
1: mm-hmm. and it's
0: you know, it's nice to really see that they can you know be besties and really you know take care of each other and support each other i like that too i um,
1: I, I it's something to show with them their bromance we call it but it's not a fake bromance it's like true genuine yeah. and the thing is too Matthew Perry and Matt LeBlanc were true genuine friends and so you, you feel that with their chemistry together you know you feel their love for each other and they're dancing and hugging down so cute even when they're yeah. just
0: being silly boys watching Baywatch they should always be running you know? <laughs> 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 all right uh favorite lines
2: uh, mine would have to be, I would say, when Ross is telling Joey about Rachel's new book, and Joey says, "This is why I don't uh, date women who read." <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, and another one I liked was I liked the scene where Rachel reads the book, and Ross tells Rachel, "Hey, we have to go to the movie," and she says, "No." I like that yeah. that whole yeah, that whole thing. That the the how do you
1: expect me grow if you won't let me plow? I mean, that's, that's a great line. I mean, that's got to be. I don't well, know, is
0: that part of the? I could not you know, the you know iconography of the show, that that line or
1: Yeah, it's it's up there. I think there's more more iconic lines, but that is up there. I mean, I haven't seen it on too many t-shirts. But, yeah that's
0: true it's probably not appropriate for a teacher. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So I mean I've seen more other lines like lobster and then other lines that we'll
0: explore later. I want to I want now I want to say he's my lobster. Oh.
1: Uh-huh. He should be one for you and Troy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You got, like pointing Arrows. to each other. Yeah. You can to wear them when you're biking. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and I do love Monica when she you go girl and then she yeah. goes I really can't, I can't pull that, that off that. but Because yeah. I, I like that about Monica because she you know tries to be hip and cool and then she realizes that it's just not her. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Right?
2: Lessons, uh, learned, yeah. Lessons learned from this episode to never be a leaf blower and be your own wind keeper.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't be a leaf blower and don't let the lightning bearer steal your wind, which yeah. is hilarious because they have nothing to do with one it another. All right? <laughs> very funny good episode yes all the way around all right coming up in the next episode poor Phoebe we get a lot of insight into Phoebe's life in the next episode a lot lot to talk about there Old Yeller I don't know have you guys seen Old Yeller
2: never no I have never (laughs) even seen Dumbo really (laughs) it's just sad I don't want to watch it
0: all right we have lots to talk about Old Yeller and Phoebe then next time
2: and if you like this episode, subscribe, give us five stars, and leave nice comments. And follow us on Instagram, Friends with Friends Podcast. Until next time. Yeah.